Global from Asia, episode 257. We are on the road in Iwu talking manufacturing, Amazon listings, and cross-border trade wars. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight-up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning in to a Global from Asia podcast. You're often on the road. I know a lot of listeners are on the road. This time, we're on the road, <laughs> literally. It's episode 257 of Global from Asia, and we are here in Zhejiang province. A lot of people know the keyword Iwu, which is a market city. And today, um, I'm in the car with in Eno's car. Eno is our trusted quality control partner here from Insight Quality. All right, on the road again. So if you guys are making cross-border payments, like many of you are, including myself, definitely check out GoRemit.hk, a Asia-based cross-border payment company for your Hong Kong bank to pay to various places into mainland China, Vietnam, and other parts, whether it's for fixed costs, staff, suppliers, and other reasons, check them out. They are a sponsor of our show, and I very much appreciate that. www.goremit.hk. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Eno. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's even raining. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a picture on the show notes so people can see us, but uh, I'm passenger side. Eno's in the cockpit here, and we're going over this massive bridge in between factories. We have quite a few things we're going to be doing the next few days. I just came up from Thailand again. I know some listeners have noticed I was in Shenzhen, Hong Kong, Guangzhou just a little bit less than a couple weeks ago. But uh, there's a lot happening and we got some orders and some, some things going on with this Amazon business. So it's just it's just happening and I, I felt like, you know, I'll be honest, we'll talk about it maybe in the show, but it is a little bit hard to not be in China with uh, sourcing and manufacturing. And uh, I know there's different samples Eno has been collecting from factories that have been sitting at the desk. He's been re re willing to send it down to me in Thailand, but I don't know. I think I told Eno, I was like, man, the flight might be the same price as the customs duties. There was a couple times the mocha pots came down from Shenzhen and... The taxes were like a uh, hundred something, a hundred dollars, I think. It was insane. They just, uh, they just seem to charge anything that they want. But I also wanted to get up here. I've, I have not yet seen the. We'll talk about that later. But I'll, I'll see the mocha pot factory. Actually, some updates with the mocha pot factory. Uh, we'll also talk about some trade war things and and others. But before we get into it, you know, I, you've been on the show a couple of times already, at least. Yes. But but do you mind just uh, introducing your yourself a bit? Well, I'm here in China already five, six years and I'm working in inside quality services as a supervisor for control inspections and auditing. We also do testing services for our clients. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's really, and Andy Church has been on the show. He's he's also, he works, you know, he's, uh, he's the guy, the owner of the company and the He's a really nice. He's like the nicest, nicest guy, right? He's really a very help, helpful for the community and everybody. And 
Um, so yeah, you guys have been really flexible with us, and uh, we we appreciate that. And I know you help a lot of big, quite big companies as well as as, as other sellers with sourcing and quality control. And I'm noticing this even more as important as I'm outside of China lately. So yes, like Andy likes to say, we are your feet on the ground here, not just for inspection. Whatever you need, we are here. Yeah, it's totally, totally been true. So, you know, you helped me out when getting here. Also, coming back, I just came back.、Uh, I went the craziest flight because I'm also going down to Hong Kong and Shenzhen. So I went from Chiang Mai, Thailand, to Changsha,、uh, which is a city in Hunan Province in central China. I've never been there before, and、uh, I told you know how we travel. Hey, I'm in, I'm in,、uh, I'm in Changsha. He's like, what? Where? <laughs> Why、uh, you didn't fly to? Eu or Hangzhou directly. I don't want to say I'm being cheap, but what happened was I looked up the flight prices and a return ticket from Chiang Mai to Thai, to Hangzhou is on a few hundred, maybe a little bit more than a few hundred dollars. And then I did a multi-destination, which was、uh, adding in Hong Kong and then back to Chiang Mai. So it it routed me through Changsha for some reason. So I was like,、oh, whatever. So I had like a six-hour wait in Changsha. And then came into Hangzhou, and then took a bus to Ibu last night, and now we are. It's raining now. He, I can, I think you'll hear the raindrops in the car. But、uh, now we are、uh, in factories. But when I got in, when I got in,、uh, the the customs, I feel like they're getting a little more strict. Or is it just me? Or I haven't been here? But he's flipped through all my passport pages, and I used to have a work permit. Now I'm on a business visa, ten-year business visa, and he says,、uh, "What? What?" You work here? You, you, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't work here anymore. I, I used to work here, and then they asked me like, why I'm coming? I'm like, I know what they'll like to hear, but you know, giving them money. So I said I'm gonna, bu- I'm buying from a factory, which I'm literally am doing. So there was, you know, a couple of them talking, and they let me in. But I think I was like one of the only foreigners in Changsha. There's not many foreigners there, <laughs> <laughs> so they had not much else to do, and.、Uh, But let's get into the show. So there's been some. Of course, we had a great episode with Cornelia from Forest Shipping last week on the trade war insights,、um, which was a really in-depth one. But of course, there's still lots to talk about.、Um, we'll get into that. But also, I just noticed it seems more blue sky and fluffy clouds than I remember in Iwo even last year's. And you mentioned, you know, before we recorded, there's some things happen. Yeah, Chinese government is doing a lot to improve the environment and reduce pollution. Like in Ibu, they developed whole industrial water sewer system which didn't exist before. They are co- controlling strictly about chemi- chemical usage. It has to be in certain industrial zones. Not every industrial zone can do the can use the glue and the chemicals for colors. But、uh, when I first time came to China in 2009, the sky was、yeah. gray. I remember it was always gray. Yeah. yeah and my, my nose, when I used tissue, tissue was al- always black. Yeah. And, and I remember when, when the Chinese government started to push for the to reduce pollution and improve environment protection. That、uh, first days when. Blue sky and fluffy clouds appeared. Everybody was 
placing photos on WeChat. WeChat <laughs> was fu full of uh, sky yeah. photos th those days. But now it's already normal for about a year, maybe even two years. Wow, okay. I don't remember. Maybe maybe the burning season in Chiang Mai also. There's a, bur there's a burning season, dry season in Chiang Mai, so it's like... Yeah. It was pretty polluted there, but it's getting better now. But so I'm noticing skies more. Yeah, and in Zhejiang province, it's much better, and it's almost co constantly clear like this, like what you are seeing now. Amazing. In but the factory are same. The production is the same. No, no, no. The but the process they change the process, but the for. For industries that, that I know of, uh, like the jewelry, they, they don't do the polishing in water anymore. They need to do use the dry process. Then for the fabric dyeing, I know some big factories around Hangzhou area, Hainin, there is a, a lot of dyeing factories. Uh, they completely had to replace their production lines to be uh, regulated according to the environment law. So, uh, so the, a lot of factories did uh, much investments to be to reduce the pollution. It's not just it's not just uh, government investment. Wow! And uh, a lot of smaller factories that were not able to invest, they had to shut down. Oh, okay. I was going to ask that next. So, I guess if you don't, yeah, if you don't do it, you're you're out. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Oh, the, the strong arm of the China law. Man, don't mess with the government here. Yep. Maybe we'll talk about that later in the trade wars part. But I just want to also add a point I have on my list is I kind of miss, I do miss China. I think a lot of us, we like the, uh, the action. Of course, I mean, there's some night markets and there's some touristy stuff in Chiang Mai or, or even have been to Bangkok a few times. But I mean, like, for example, I was in a hotel in Iwu last night, and there's a, it's called Shaolong Shao. Some listeners might know it means like, it's like a crawfish, I think, right? It's like a small little lobster, it's like a mini lobster. Yeah. And they're all eating this lobsters, there's big bowls of them, you just kind of peel them and eat them, and they're drinking. There's some four or five Chinese guys with no shirts on, drinking baijiu, which I'm sure listeners might know is like this horrible rubbing alcohol, like liquor that's just, 80%, 90% alcohol, but, uh, and they're chugging and playing that dice game, the cups and the dice, and it's it's just so loud, and there's markets everywhere. Live. <laughs> loud and live, but no, I had to change my room, actually, because they put my room right above the, uh, the, the, there was somebody playing a guitar, and then it was like, man, I was like right, I was like <laughs> sleep inside of the, uh, the, the market or whatever they were doing there. So they moved me, which is nice. But I did miss that. I walked around a bit, and you know, it's it's something uh, that is. I think yeah. a, a lot. You, you know, I think for, you saying, for me also, when I go back to Europe, then I rest for maybe ten days or two weeks. It's uh, good good to have a rest, but after that, I feel boring. Everything is so slowly. Not so many people. It's really like. Uh, it's just for holiday, but it would be really d difficult for me to, to go back after living in China, special that EU is so fast about lifestyle and business, everything is done very quickly. 
It's true. I mean, I guess they call that like reverse culture shock or, you know, I, I guess I'm going through it a little bit. I mean, I, I guess I could network more in Chiang Mai. Honestly, I just kind of work online and at home, but, you know, um, it, it is it is true. I mean, it's hard to, to find somewhere else besides China that has this energy and uh, fast-paced feeling, which is what attracts a lot of us adventurers to come here. And then uh, another point before we get into the business business part, well, this is business too, but this whole trade war stuff, it's still it's escalating more. I feel my wife is scaring me about being an American in China now and uh, uh, but let's first get your insights about you know, what are you hearing on the ground here in Iwu and Zhejiang province with the whole U.S.-China trade war? Well, it's really difficult to define or give a simple answer, but m many people are afraid and uh, they are just waiting. They, they are not doing much. They just keep their business at the level it is continuing with the orders and products they have, they're afraid to develop or invest too much. Some of our clients that we do inspections for, they try to source like cut and sew products in Cambodia to get out of China. But the problem is that Chinese factories in Cambodia, it's Chinese owners, they have production in China, they have production in Cambodia, then they have different MOQ and delivery times, depends, you produce where. In Cambodia it's like yeah. one, one style, one color minimum is 5,000 pieces. Crazy. Then delivery time is 120 days because other Asian countries don't have uh, all material production. So when they get to order in Cambodia they need to, or, for example, order fabric from China. Then they need to wait one month and a half to just just to get the fabric, then they can start the production. So ma many people are looking for other options, but they are not finding them. Yeah, I think that's that's what I've been hearing mostly. Uh, talking to a lot of people in the community, it's it's not like even before the trade war, people were trying to diversify their suppliers outside of China, but it's it's so hard. I mean. Yeah, I also know a few uh, American factories that produce different products here in China. They were thinking about moving outside of China even before two three years when the wages were constantly slowly, but they were constantly going up. Then the costs were higher, but they didn't want to move, move away from China since the moving cost is so high. It's true. Yeah, I think in business school or whatever I, I learned in college, the switching costs, you know, the cost is, you know, you might save, your price might go down unit cost, but you have this huge upfront time and money and risk of of maybe you'll save money per piece, but the, the nightmare is you will get the wrong, uh, the, not the same quality, right? Like you're yeah, the, the quality will be different. You will get unexperienced workers. If you have a lot of machinery, they will broke machines. Like, like uh, I know a guy in Europe, he's producing staples for furniture industry, for wood. Then he say, every new worker cost me 5,000 euros in tools. It's in average, I pay 5,000, they destroy. 
tools in value of 5,000 euros. Wow. Because they don't have any experience, but you need, you cannot go to new developing country and find workers experienced in everything. It's true. I'm, so yeah, somebody's gonna, you know, I, I guess 20, 30, whatever years ago with China, people were investing in teaching China factories this, but now the Chinese factories know this and you know, this can be painful, but the if somebody's somebody's got to teach and develop this infrastructure and these this outside of China, so that's even if you're even if the twenty five percent happens, it's which is it's not happened yet, right? I mean, so many people are so confused, but it's it's not yet happened, has it? The increase yeah, it, it, it happened or what? Well, nobody, I, I'm so so scared too. Like, <laughs> well, well, the. What you said, the problem is all the infrastructure. We, we have one client that is also sourcing from Vietnam, but every few days they cannot find some material then ask us to source material in China for them. Crazy. So it's problem with delivery times, materials, like we discussed this morning also, when you get into Canton Fair for some products, you even can get the samples custom-made samples with your logo next day if the factory is in Guangzhou or yeah, they, they get the sample overnight but I don't think that's possible in yeah, it's just, other countries I mean there I always try to tell people there's Chinatowns all around the world and I think any Chinatown is hard-working these Chinese people just you know they work really really hard like day and night family businesses kids grandparents like everybody is working hard and it's just the uh, the culture, which uh, actually leads into the next question. I I put in the beginning of the show the Serbian adult diapers. Um, it seems like maybe they're learning from uh, some some China pressure or hardworking ethics is happening there. Yeah, the, there was an investment from South, South Korean manufacturer that is doing uh, cables for car industry so they are producing in Serbia because it's in East Europe then they de deliver all the product to Ger German Germany and Czech Republic where the main automobile factories are and uh, work ethics there is rule factory rule is you get to work you wear diapers then when you when the bell rings that the work is done, you can go home. You, you don't have right to go to the toilet. Oh, no. Then pe insane. people were complaining, complaining, but government didn't want to do anything because they have, uh, I forgot, two, two, two or three thousand workers. It's really oh. huge. But the people still work there. They, they have no other options because Damn. the industry in Serbia after the war is almost dead. That's crazy. I don't know. I guess I would just. Uh, anyway, I'm already. I'm, I optimize everything, but I wouldn't. I guess I have to optimize my bathroom schedule. That's insane. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So people have no option. They have to wear diapers. Hmm. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> Maybe that's horrible. I mean, I don't know. There's a. Uh, you know. I'm also there was the Foxconn suicides. I have talked about my personal blog like almost 10 years ago, 2010. Yeah. 
when the iPhone 4 was so popular and uh, there was all these suicides at Foxconn and I felt like it was the same headline there like Apple iPhone record sales and then the headline too was Foxconn suicides I'm like that's the same article because yeah. I'm sure they're putting a lot of pressure on those factory workers to make more iPhones faster yeah. work overtime make more iPhones increase KPI increase output I think that's uh, probably why those suicides were happening so um, yeah people couldn't hold anymore yeah and uh, you know there's always there's always the line and where is the line in, in productivity and efficiency you know but we're uh, we're trying to be more efficient here at the Sisitano and our Amazon FBA so you know I'm, I'm here with you know because we uh, finally got a Ewo market order in I want to try to add more listings I know a few of our loyal listeners have uh, given me great feedback and gotten involved with our our mocha pot and our French press but we need more than that and I know it's a thousand piece MOQ is a is a big one especially for an Amazon seller or uh, people with a new product but uh, we got a few products uh, I'll maybe put some pictures in the show notes but they are today going into uh, Insight Quality's warehouse in Iwu. So we just had to get one carton, which was like tw 20 to 40 pieces, I think. Yeah, around. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I, I don't it, remember. For either. sure it was less than 100. Yeah, so I think the cost was like less than $1,000. Yeah, for four items. For four different items. Of course, we got to pay the there's some shipping and some prepping and stuff like that, but you know, I, I think that's totally worth it, right? I mean, the unit cost, we could probably get better, you know, if we if we got more. Of course, you get a better price. Yes. But uh, especially when you're starting out on a, on a business, you just want to get some data. You want to get some experience. Yeah, even supplier agreed to do the custom logo yeah. on the product. Yeah, I can't. On two, on two products which were able to, they are met from metal, so they could do yeah. the laser engraving. Yeah, so they're going to put the Sistana logo on two of them. So we'll, we'll, we'll get some pictures for the show notes, but maybe a little video too. But this that's, that's is what I'm finally, I've been wanting to do this for Happy a while. About. <laughs> finally, we got it. I, I won't, I guess maybe the problem was there was too many decision makers and we didn't make enough decisions fast enough maybe or of course we want to build our own brand we want to have our own packaging we're also going to put it in our own uh, canvas bag we're going to have it in uh, in our own branded packaging and everything too so and a lot of this is due to you know an insight quality's help but you know i think uh, you said you saw some comments in facebook groups too right people looking for products what, what are your what are your feelings on on that the well, pe people, when I look at the Amazon Facebook groups, when people talk, they, they were like, I'm looking for a product for the last six months every day, I cannot find anything. Well, why always look, just go inside the EU market, find something that is low MOQ, that supplier is willing to sell you one cart and, and just try five, 10, 20 different items depends from your budget, but you need to start somewhere. Agreed. And uh, the margin, you know, the profit might not be so high because the pricing and uh, the handling, and of course you gotta spend time or mo and or money on making the listing, the photos, 
but uh, it's about the long term. You shouldn't think of the short term, right? You can increase your profit as you grow. You also got to spend some ads, advertising, and some kind of way to you know really get this thing rolling. So yeah, but uh, I also feel that Amazon is pro profits are much less than what people were talking about before a few years. So everybody needs to think in terms of quality. You cannot get any more high profit per piece if you don't develop something completely new it's if you are selling something that many people are selling and do, do just the quality control and custom packaging that will not differentiate you enough to do much higher profits you need to be in range with everybody else true true well well, actually, I, I started searching for some of these. They're all in the coffee accessory category. And I, I honestly, at least the keywords I use, I couldn't even find some of these exact, at least matching exactly. Of course, there's different types of, it's like coffee drips and it's like uh, different rent, r various items. Like um, some of them I could find very similar or exact, but uh, some I couldn't find that exact either style. Of course, there was variations that were similar that were being sold but so I don't know if well, well you know but I'm just happy we get to um, add some new l listings also is you know Christmas so hopefully we can get a test in I don't know it's how about Christmas I mean we're in we're in uh, June. June already so when is a, a good deadline for Christmas orders usually I know it depends well, if you're starting with a new product, you basically best would be to have the product already in Amazon. Because if you are testing new product, you need one, two months to see how exactly. the sales will go. Then you can evaluate what quantity you need for Christmas. You cannot just go inside Christmas time with 5,000 pieces of some new item that you were never selling. Yeah, so I'm a little bit nervous we don't have enough time for really... Mon max because now we have say 25 pieces of one new listing um, I'm a little bit nervous I don't know because it might if it does good then we're out of stock and then you know to really make money you gotta have like you gotta do that thousand piece order you know at least you know or multiple but uh, it's long term maybe we won't make it these new ones but but uh, you know, I think it's part of a product-based business to doing any e-commerce business, Amazon business, whatever. I mean, well, any business, you should be learning new, new offers, new, new listings, new services to your uh, portfolio to expand your uh, expand your uh, business. So, and then I, I guess everybody knows about the mocha pot. It's been a, it's been an ongoing saga. There's been a little bit of break lately from the uh, updates on this mocha pot but there's this drama it's a hard product I, at least I don't maybe I'm over it. I think it's um, so we did a reorder and uh, some of the, the handles were, were breaking off because uh, not from China to the US but from Amazon to consumer and it went above the 7% return rate so it kept getting uh, taken off Amazon, and uh, we we turned it, turned it back on a couple of times. But the third, the second or third time, I uh, 
I had to make the hard decision to recall it. So I pulled it out of Amazon to a third-party warehouse. Mark, Mark Roca, uh, our partners, you've heard him on the show. Um, he says uh, he recommended one and we used it. And yeah, I mean, it, I don't even really know how much total cost that was because they pulled them out slowly. So the warehouse kept receiving them from Amazon. Um, carton or box by box but anyways so we're planning, we have to reorder or at least we want to reorder we you know it's switching factory I don't know if you know would consider that but one thing that's crazy is this factory after Chinese New Year which we're going to be seeing their new factory this weekend I, I wanted to do it before the show but I want to get the show out on Tuesday but basically they've the sales rep moved to another company I'm still in touch with her but there's a new sales rep, and anyway, it's been a lot of a lot of uh, changes because they moved the factory, so the sales girl didn't want to move. It's about three hours south in Wu Yi, and so the situation is we got to go down there and uh, see and place a new order. And I sent them like a PDF specification showing them the pictures of the problem we had, and of course there it's of course. The, Probably it was our fault, you know, it's always the buyer's, not always, but often the buyer's fault. So I should have been more clear, we should have been more clear of putting um, bubble wrap packaging. I think we're also not going to package it as one complete mocha pot. I think we'll unspin it into two pieces and then wrap each piece separately into the box so that there's not as much space where the handle's banging around. That's another idea I want to talk to the factory about. But I think this is the job of the seller, right? You're trying to, of course, don't want to have some tragedy like this, but each time, each order, you can be improving your process, improving your product. So what we are um, planning to do is go down there, meet the new sales girl, and uh, see the factory owner. We also want to get a bigger version of Mocha Pot. I honestly think it was a competitor's, but it's hard to know, but we started getting hit with negative reviews uh, a little bit consistently, at least a couple in a row, and I never saw this problem, but people were buying it saying, it says six cup, but it makes one cup. But Eno is a European, so he's maybe yeah. laugh, laughing at the stupid Americans. It's an espresso maker, so an espresso is, uh, is like a very small cup. And I'm not cheating people, it's called a six cup, that's what this is called in the industry, it's called a six cup coffee maker. But anyways, let's keep the story going, is uh, they said it was, uh, so they gave me one, gave us one star, I take it personal, shouldn't, but one star, and they said uh, this, this is uh, BS, it says six cup, but it only makes one cup, and it was like two in a row. If your cup is big enough, you can put nine cup also inside one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? What if it's a jug, pitcher? But uh, that never even happened on any of the reviews. Nobody ever complained in email, messages, reviews. So just out of nowhere, like two in a row about that. So that makes me feel like it's a competitor, but it could be a, it could be a. a it could be a legitimate customer. That's the dirty game sometimes on Amazon, they say. But we're going to go down there. So I guess my question to Eno is, uh, how do you feel? We're going to move to a new factory in Chinese New Year. It's, uh, maybe it's cost. I mean, what's the pros and cons or risks we well, should be? 
we should look at the, that change from how it's affecting you. Well, the the good thing, well, when they move to new location, you ask me, are they are there going to be the problem? Any problems? I told you best would be not to make any orders immediately because they move to new location. They need to set up the system, organize themselves. But you also said the salesperson is new, so they don't know into detail what are your requirements, what kind of problems you had in past to make sure that they don't uh, happen again. So yeah. it de definitely can have bad effect on quality. You could get worse product, but that's why we are going there. We will review yeah. their internal quality control process, go through the issues that have happened from first order until today. You said you created a list with, yeah, with photos yeah, exactly. of the issues, so we, we will do the detailed check with them to yeah. make, make sure that their production manager knows yes. about the issues. Yeah, so I think, I think um, what people should learn from is documenting and making it as clear as possible, right? We can get upset, we can blame, etc., etc., but I think... Uh, I'm not trying to blame anybody actually I, and then of course they get defensive I remember they said it's not it wasn't broken when we sent it I'm like I didn't say it was broken when you sent it I said it's broken when the customer is getting it but uh, yeah, what, I, what? I documented everything so all the photos from the Amazon customers from the repackaging warehouse and and uh, and uh, listed out all the issues and then also the suggestions yeah, well, when you are doing the product with the uh, factory, it's best, best to outline everything. What is the size, weight, thickness of the material, color. What, what, what uh, we were asking always from you is to get one sample that you will sign or put a stamp on your product to have it as a proof sample so we can compare when we do inspection. So we can compare bulk product with approved sample if there are any differences between shipments. Definitely, yeah, exactly. To have, yeah, and to have of that. course, your problem with the broken handles, breaking handles, is that the packaging was not done properly. So you need to mark what kind of packaging is required carton box then air bubble foil inside air yeah. bubble foil was missing in that yeah, second shipment that was what was a problem so yeah i mean just uh, somebody on your team has to be responsible and uh, for now it's me so uh, i'm taking responsibility but um it's also good to have it documented you can just and then the stupid packaging Remember the coffee with one E? We've done this on both orders. Yeah, yeah. The original designer from Upwork somehow forgot to smell coffee on one of the part, sides of the box of the mocha pot and said coffee, when it's time for a coffee uh, is our slogan and C-O-F-F-E. <laughs> so we've twice had to print stickers and place stickers over, which is a, obviously is, it was both good that we caught it before it left China because um, yeah, the, the factory was not willing to 
place the stickers, so you can us do that. Yeah, you guys had to help out. So that's another great reason to have QC and, and people here that could help you because, you know, I, I know that I honestly, I don't know if Eno probably knows people. There's people that don't do QC or don't have at least somebody check it besides the factory before it's shipped. It's insane, insanity. And I, you know, I can't... Yeah, it's like playing poker. <laughs> you will yeah. win or lose. Yeah, it's, it's really... But, but for sure, it's you really, will lose sometimes. <laughs> but the worst, the, it's not even really poker because poker has odds. <laughs> this is like, I don't want to have this, this investment. If you divide the cost of having somebody help you check it, divided by the order value, and then, div or you divide that over by the, your whole business, or at least that that listing, you know what I mean? Like that that should be your your pro your your gamble, your bet. This is like a no-brainer to have, because you know as as clear as you can be. You know, people don't listen or read or check. You just gotta have as much um, protection as as possible. So we're still on the road, but I. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're getting to, I kind of cover most of my points, you know, and well, also some other exciting news. You, you, we got some partnership deal we're talking about. You're, you're having your Italian coffee business going in China. Yeah, well, I was working a long time to get the blend made to how I want it. Uh, then I got the blend made and uh, first shipment, it's about 1,200 kg should be shipping in 10 days from Italy. Wow. So I was also checking about the lo local market because my first target is to sell inside China to coffee shops, hotels, restaurants. Awesome. My, my first product is only roasted coffee beans. So I will not sell grounded coffee yet as a first step. Sure. And uh, I'm having some issues with finding because I'm building my own brand name and trademark. Then I went oh, to yeah, the you, agent like... to register the trademark. Then I give him one name. He said it's too similar to something that is already registered. And yeah. I tried 10 different ones. Then be best what I get is what he told me is 70% chance of pass. Um, but in the end, he, he said, try to find more names uh, so we can check w which is best one. Because in his opinion, 70% is really very low for, for the pass. So right now, my first coffee shipment is going with, it's not trademarked. So mm. the, the switch from non-trademark to trademark is also going to be a problem. Oh. But I have no way. <laughs> wow. Sounds like another, ep that sounds like a whole, ep that sounds like a, a lot of good knowledge and experience to share. But, yeah. but it's true. I mean, uh, there's, China trademarks is very tricky and it's, uh, well, it's yeah, need, need to find. Uh, I want something that sounds Italian, but looks like almost everything is registered already. Uh -huh. And uh, I need to find a name in Italian and in Chinese that both names are free and they need to at least sound similar. Wow. 
and the difference must be more than 75%. Only 25% similarity is allowed with another brand name. So it's also a challenge because this craziness. Well, I, yeah, we have to keep us updated. But yeah, I mean, we're hoping to help you maybe sell in America from yeah. our through our network. Yeah, since we are doing coffee accessories, we, we started to talk about. Yeah, we were chatting about it. Uh, selling in U.S., but we need to decide size of packaging, beans are grounded. We need mm -hmm. to do due diligence. Yeah, everything is everything takes time and in work and risk, and but uh, I'm sure we'll work on something. I, I'm, I'm happy at least Sistano is is back. I mean, I'm getting more involved. You see, I don't know if I formally said, but I'm I'm being more actively involved in the business the last month or two, and I'm. Uh, it's taken. T of course, it takes time, but I've been talking to Eno, and we're getting these listings. We got this order. In the warehouse, we're seeing the factories, some other factories. So it's exciting times, and uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. You know, uh, thank you also for having me. Of course. Uh, so insight-quality.com is is the company website. Is that the best way people can find you guys? Yes. Or? Yeah. Okay. We also have WeChat channel that they can join, but I don't know if you. We could try to link or. Uh, yeah. We shared the blog news on our WeChat blog okay. articles, but we, we don't do it too often, so we are not too boring. We do like yeah. maybe one or two articles a month. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think sometimes less is more. I mean, sometimes with gold major people say there's too much content, but uh, try to keep things rolling here and. Uh, I yeah, think we, we'll we, don't, we don't want to be too boring because when a bu business person is doing the work every day, they don't want to listen about quality yeah. every week. They need to focus on quality from time to time, finish that and l let us do the manual work. <laughs> True. And you guys do great and uh, we're lucky to have you uh, helping us out and also supporting you know, with the community. and sharing this information so definitely uh you know obviously goes out saying i recommend you guys reach out to uh inside quality and and uh they got people like andy's in in texas most of the time and you know it's here and there's a there's a whole team there's like you know offices offices and yeah we have administrators also in uh, europe so we oh really we are fully covered in 24 oh, hours okay perfect so Thanks everybody for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's show, episode 257, global from asia.com slash episode 257 for show notes. We'll have a photo, definitely of us, Eno and I in the car. Uh, I priced some pictures at the factory or some of the etching that they did with just 24 piece MOQ and, uh, and others, uh, as well as always the full show notes and trans we're actually starting to add to transcription too so globalmajor.com slash episode 257 thank you everybody for choosing to listen and we will see you next time take care thank you Eno you're welcome bye do you need content for your growing online business who doesn't the team at global from Asia is 
put together contentinvestments.com to give you the same quality content production for your business. Are you interested to learn more? Check out our various packages and get involved today at www.contentinvestments.com. Okay, it's just me on the mic. We're uh, between more factories and... I hope my voice came out all right. I'm realizing that one of the cables I have is uh, is had too many recordings, so it didn't work so so well. I hope Alvin, our magician, video and audio editor, can make that uh make that better. So, but do you guys like that? Interact truly on the ground. We're like uh, just had another intense meeting with the factory. It's the funniest thing is you just can't hide that you're doing Amazon or e-commerce. I remember I was uh, in the past when I used to do this 10 years ago, they didn't really check eBay or your website or sometimes they would ask for your website. I don't know. But now it's like Yomazon? How do they say the Chinese? Yomazon. They're like, it's the first thing the factory owner says is like Yomazon. And he's like, can you help me on Amazon? I'm like, man, no, I want to help me on Amazon. Help everybody. They all want Amazon. Uh, maybe I'll introduce them to, to Zach or to David or Daniel or some of our other amazing Amazon consultants. But I don't know. It's like crazy. I, I mean, I guess Amazon is marketing hard here and... Uh, it's just a different ball game, and it's just so uh, transparent now. So there's no secrets about price. They're gonna see, they're gonna see these products on Amazon. They're gonna know our brand. They're gonna be able to see how much we sell it for. I don't know what's the. Also, you know, this is the blah 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 section. I just have like a ending where I can just ramble if people want to listen or not. <laughs> but. I don't know. What do you do? Do you do a joint venture with these guys? I was talking, you know, I'm like, maybe I just, just, just be a joint venture with the factory. Yeah, that that would be the best option. Maybe just be a, yeah, maybe. If they are interested. If they think they need us anymore. Well, well, we'll think about it. And I said I'll send them some ideas next week. One, if I ever get off this crazy uh, road trip well Shenzhen and Hong Kong next week again but uh, it seemed like it makes sense to if you're going to come up to here might as well go down to Hong Kong and then back down to Thailand so so uh, it's a bumpy road I guess it's true we got we actually for the interview waited until we got onto the highway but uh, also it's it's Lantern Festival. I have to admit, I'm an idiot. I didn't... Dra- Dragon Boat. Oh, excuse me. Dragon Boat Festival. They were giving out some kind of gifts today, right? What was that? They were giving out some cookies or uh, cakes. But it's not like mid-autumn festivals where they give those big... Uh, I call them the Chinese fruit cakes. The uh, mooncake. Moon cake. Do you like mooncake, you know? Yeah, some styles I do. I don't like every style. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Maybe the uh 
the uh, Starbucks ones were good, I remember. But yeah. but then... I, I don't like those that are too dry. Yeah, the egg. They're just a dried egg in yeah. the middle. Oh. Makes my stomach... Uh, Remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bad memories. Let's uh, let's move to the next discussion point. But but yeah, I mean, I guess the world is really becoming so flat, and it's almost. I guess it's become so flat. Like these factories are like, yeah, I can just go on Amazon. Yeah, I can just sell in the U.S. directly. Yeah. yeah the I, pro problem for people that are doing that uh, assortment is that this factory is gonna jump jumping on Amazon with 600 products yeah at the same time so how are you going to compete compete <laughs> against them it's true he says I have 600 products and uh, maybe that's but I mean in one, that's why I mean maybe Donald Trump might might not be the most uh, soft-spoken but you know I think it's true I mean look at what's happened you know I saw I saw this happening 10 15 years ago when I came here and uh, it was just a matter of time before the factory is like wait a minute I know they, they, they want to build their own brand and be present in the market under their brand name yeah I mean it's just a matter of time right why because we always say this on the show that's the main the main value is the brand yes so why would uh, why would they keep making it for somebody else when and then also it was something we just I just mentioned you know like this factory is thinking maybe their US customers will stop stop buying from them so maybe they will go to other places so maybe that's why he's even thinking I need to sell on Amazon now more than ever because yes. I have to take control and I have to make sure that I keep getting my that, that I stay in, in the market that he stays in the market yeah, so that even might be an unexpected uh, backlash from the Trump uh, tariffs. tariffs. Is they sell directly now? That actually might be. Yeah, they, they, they sell to end customer. Then if they still can compete with the price exactly. and keep, keep the factory running, that, they will be happy. That's actually kind of true because that twenty-five percent might just kill the middle middleman. Yeah, it's highly likely possible. Yeah, and then they'll die, and then the factories will just list on Amazon themselves and just give up that 25%. Anyway, this is kind of depressing. <laughs> but I still I still think that uh, China, China won't be able to, you know, I think China will just wait longer than Trump will wait, you know. I don't. I think everybody is saying that. That's what everybody's been saying is they can't wait for uh, China can wait for a long lot longer. Trump has the re-election, so anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope my audio is okay on that last uh, on the on my side. And uh, thanks again, Eno, and let's uh, we got another two. Thank you also. Yeah, another two hours on the road. Let's see if my uh, battery lasts and get this to our production team so that you guys can listen in just a few days from now. It's pretty awesome, huh? Just record on Thursday and then it's online on Tuesday. Uh. And uh, factories are on Amazon on Tuesday. <laughs> 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 oh, man. 
To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.